Noisy, my weekly market review, October 22nd, 2023. It started out so well. It was green all over the board for a while with earnings mostly looking very perky. But in the end, sentiment was overwhelmed by the noise of higher interest rates, Middle East fears, bedlam in Congress, a government shutdown once again looming on the horizon, fears that consumer spending and thereby inflation is refusing to die, and some rather nasty projections about the global financial system. Stocks began the week by jumping higher at the open on Monday and maintained their gains for the rest of the session, boosted both by a continued strong start to the third quarter earnings season and by signs that cooler heads may be prevailing as Israel plots its next move and the apparent slight lessening of the risk of escalation into a regional conflict that directly includes Iran and other Arab states, and therefore likely to drag in the US and other allies as well. It is this scenario that concerns the stock market, primarily because of its effects uh, on oil prices and the possibility of a resulting global recession. Whatever you do, don't stand between an American and a cash register. On Tuesday, we learned that retail sales in September, which was expected to rise by 0.3% month to month, more than doubled that rate of growth, soaring by 0.7%. And both July and August numbers were revised higher as well. It continues to worry Wall Street that this orgy of spending could still push the Fed into an extra rate hike or two to dampen it down in the interest of dealing with inflation. Stocks hit the brakes, finishing the day fractionally lower. Gloom swiftly descended on the markets on Wednesday as market interest rates soared again, with the 30-year fixed mortgage rates briefly touching 8% before retreating. And we finally saw a few earnings report disappointments, particularly from United Airlines and Morgan Stanley. The body count kept rising in the Middle East and the oil price relentlessly followed suit. And as if we needed it, we got a reminder of how dysfunctional Congress is right now with the embarrassing chaos of the ultimately doomed speakership bid of Jim Jordan. Thursday wasn't much better, as remarks from Fed Chair Jerome Powell seemed to rule out an interest rate hike after the next meeting on November 1st. No big deal, JP, we all kind of knew that already, but failed to do so for any time after that. He appeared to strengthen the interest rates will be higher for longer narrative. Stock markets were unimpressed and prices fell further since Fed rate policy is still the most critical driver of medium and long-term stock and bond performance. And Powell's failure to confirm that it's game over for rate hikes is a near-term negative. The misery only further intensified on Friday when a Fed report warned of serious risks to the global financial system brought about by excessive asset valuations, including real estate, overborrowing both by companies and individuals in the face of increased interest rates and over-leveraging by many financial institutions. Stocks fell for the fourth day in a row, with the S&P 500 down a chunky 2.4% for the week that had started so well. 
Nasdaq did even worse, losing 3.2%. In the geopolitical sphere, we're at the mercy of day-to-day news, according to Charles Schwab's renowned economist, Lizanne Saunders. JP Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon seemed to have become infected with a severe case of recency bias, calling this the most dangerous time the world has seen in decades last weekend. But the stock market was having none of it. The so-called fear gauge measure of expected upcoming market risk and volatility, the CBOE volatility index known as the VIX, actually plunged about 11% on Monday, its largest one-day drop in months, though it drifted back higher as the week wore on and stock prices shifted lower. It's still about 75% below where it was in the early days of the pandemic, however. For all the political and geopolitical noise that will occur in the coming days and weeks in the media, we need to watch oil prices because that is the primary way to measure the extent of the market's worries about a regional conflict breaking out. If we start heading back towards the $100 a barrel level, that will indicate a higher level of worry that could directly begin to impact stock prices. This remains a noisy market, and it's made even more so with the Middle East conflagration. While this noise is intensifying with the escalating geopolitical risks and sometimes contradictory data on inflation and growth, the bottom line is that the underlying factors that have fueled the rally in stocks since late May and really all year mostly remain in place for the time being. But if market interest, remain, market interest rates remain high, While it probably guarantees no more hikes from the Fed, it absolutely does not prompt any rate cuts. And if market rates fall, then that all but guarantees no imminent Fed rate cuts. Either way, things don't look good for any interest rate cuts from the Fed anytime soon. And the problem is that markets have pretty much baked these cuts into the current level of stock prices. That is why stocks have been falling so effortlessly of late, when it periodically hits home that interest rate cuts are not as imminent as assumed. This will likely keep a lid on stock prices for a while until Powell decides to become more emphatic about a timeline for lowering rates. And we may be waiting quite a while for that.